It was the kind of bar where truckers stopped to pick up whores. The women hovered near the back door, smoking cigarettes and picking at their sores. They swayed to the road back and forth, teetering on loose-side heels that stretched the malnourished muscles of their legs into ropes. The missing teeth were slightly more attractive than the rotting ones that remained. They catcalled to Lincoln Marshall when he pulled up in a rented 96 Toyota Corolla. A brittle-haired blonde in her forties plumped her breasts, wrinkled a hard leather from too much sun, and grabbed his crotch the instant he stepped from the car. Look at him, she told the others. I love a man with money. He pushed her hand away, but another took its place. A cracked French manicure dug into his balls. Smells nice, said Frenchie, sliding her palm down the shaft through his briefs. He didn't even manage a half-hearted erection. Smells like axe, said a third. I love axe. Don't touch me, Lincoln said. The blonde barked a nicotine laugh. <laughs> Queer. He pushed away the next attempt to grope him, and the next. Think he's queer? He looks queer. What a faggot. Cut him, said a fourth. Lincoln had seen the likes of these bitches when he was in college. They were flies buzzing around the corpses of good towns gone sick, feeding on the rot in the hearts of men. The only way to eliminate them was to eliminate the corpse. He smoothed a nervous hand over his hair, cropped so that it wouldn't brush his ears or collar. He bumped the door of the Corolla shut with his hip, and then he drew his badge. The brass shined in the caged light bulb in the bar's back door, six points of a star, nestled comfortably in leather backing, encircled the insignia of the Grove County Sheriff's Department. Don't touch me, Lincoln said again. This time, the women listened. He blinked, and they were gone. Lincoln Marshall turned a full circle, looking for the pungent women that had greeted him. There was no hint of lycra or animal print. He couldn't even smell tobacco anymore. Semi-trucks slumbered on a patch of bare dirt behind the bar, reduced to black rectangles against the navy sky. Music rattled through the tin-paneled walls of the bar, jittering the boards nailed over the windows. Lincoln heard laughter inside, the two loud voices of drunk men shouting, the rattle of glass bottles. But the women were gone. They hadn't even left footprints in the dust. He grabbed the handle of his car door, tempted to drive away. Instead, he pocketed his badge again and pulled out a notebook. He had written three things on the first page. The Pump Lounge, U.S. 93, Lucas McIntyre, The Hunting Club, and Find the Woman. There was a hundred-dollar bill tucked in the back page in case he needed gas or a tow truck. The rest of the money was at home. All five thousand of it. Notebook back in pocket. Hands smoothed over his hair. Deep breaths. Lincoln Marshall walked into the pump lounge. A live band played on a three-feet-by-three-feet three platform in the corner that passed for a stage. 
Banjo, drums, vocalist, none of them with any obvious skill. It didn't matter. Nobody was listening. At one table, three bikers in fringed leather vests argued with a jaundiced skeleton of a man. An old woman wearing daisy dukes was sobbing at another table, consoled by a trucker. A man was slumped at the end of the bar, thigh fat drooped over either side of the bar stool, snoring into a pile of vomit. The bartender, a brick house of a woman with a heart tattooed on her cheek, wiped down the chunks with a dish towel. What you want, sugar? she asked Lincoln. Her eyes flicked over his polo shirt, khakis, and loafers. Lime and tonic on the rocks, he said.